Why is God so particular sometimes? Why is he so specific? So several years ago, I wanted to read the whole Bible in one year. Like every word of every verse of every chapter of every book. But I knew I needed a little bit extra motivation. So what I did was, I called up a friend of mine. And I said, hey, here's the deal. I'm going to read the whole Bible this year. And if I don't, then on December 31st, I will give you $200. And he said, sounds like a plan. Good luck, but not really, because I want your money. Okay? So that was extra motivation for me, because I had a feeling he was going to spend that money on paintball and chicken wings, and not his wife and kids. So I ended up reading the Bible, the whole thing, in eight months. That means I was reading sometimes an hour a day. I was taking big chunks. And this was really cool. I, I suggest not just reading the Bible a little bit at a time, but at other times, big chunks, because different lessons sort of rise to the surface, such as this one. Why is God so particular sometimes? Just six chapters into the Bible, God says to Noah, I want you to build an ark. But not just any old ark. Not just any old design. I want it to be my design. I want it to be 300 cubits long and 50 cubits wide and 30 cubits high. Now, a cubit is a, an ancient form of measurement. It's basically from your elbow to the tips of your fingers. So it's about 18 inches. So really, this boat, we're talking 450 feet by 75 feet by 45 feet. But God also wanted there to be three decks, which is just interesting. Why three? You know, maybe when Noah was building it, he's like, yeah, maybe a fourth deck would be good just to keep the mice away from the cats because you know what would happen. But Noah built it to specification. But then one book later, something else happens. God is instructing Moses about how to build another ark, the Ark of the Covenant that will house the Ten Commandments, and later some other things. And he says, I want this to be two and a half cubits by one and a half cubits by one and a half cubits. And I want it to be made of acacia wood plated in gold, and I want there to be four rings on the sides and poles to come through to carry it as we're wandering through the desert here. And I also want there to be two cherubim on the top, you know, like sort of statues of angels with their wings facing each other like this. It's like, why so particular? Why, why so specific, God? I found that interesting. And then we get to the New Testament, and Jesus instructs the apostles how to pray and he says eh, a very particular prayer, very specific words in a certain order. He says, pray like this, pray, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So he gives them the, the Our Father, gives them the Lord's Prayer. And then a little bit later, after he gets some more followers, and he's going to send them out to preach and teach in his name and deliver the good news that the, Jesus has arrived. He gives them a packing list 
but it's the opposite of a, pa a packing list. It's an unpacking list. It's things to not take. And Jesus says, don't take gold or silver or copper for your belt. Don't take a sack. Don't take a second tunic. Don't take sandals and don't take a walking stick. It's so interesting. I mean, would the apostles have not been able to evangelize if they did have walking sticks? What is the lesson here? I started to think when I'm reading these things about birthdays. Like it, when it was your birthday when you were young, or maybe when it's your kids' birthdays, what do you eat for dinner that night? Well, you let the birthday boy or the birthday girl, you let them choose. It's like your favorite dinner. What's the one thing mom or dad makes you want them to make it on your birthday? Or maybe we'll go out to dinner. What restaurant? You pick. It's your birthday. I thought that was an interesting analogy because it's like, it's your birthday. You get to decide. Because this day's, you know, sort of all about you. And I thought about God like that. If God is God, if God is the Almighty, then there are certain things that when he asks for it, we should be like, yeah, okay. Just like when our kid says he wants to go to the restaurant that we don't like, it's like, it's your birthday, but we'll go because you want to. There are certain small things, and they seem so insignificant, but God wants it done a particular way. It's kind of like eating meat on Fridays in Lent. What's so special about Fridays? What's so special about meat? I mean, what's the big deal? What's the difference? Now, even though don't eat meat on Fridays in Lent, that isn't said explicitly in the Bible. What is said in plain English, right in the Bible, Jesus says, whoever hears you, hears me. He says that in the Gospel of Luke. He says, whoever rejects you, rejects me. This is a pretty, this is a pretty shocking statement here. In the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus says, whatever you hold bound on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. What that means is, God says, the decisions you make on earth, I will honor them. And people need to hold to those. Wow. Right? It goes even further in the Gospel. John says, whoever sins you forgive, I forgive. They are forgiven. I mean, that is shocking. So, when God can seem so particular and give us things that seem so specific, we can honor him and say, you know what, maybe I don't even totally understand why the boat has to be 30 cubits and not 32 cubits high. Uh, maybe I don't understand why the Ark of the Covenant has to be this exact shape and dimensions. Maybe I don't understand why I can't take a second tunic or a walking stick, but you, God, are asking. Or you, the priests, the bishops, the Catholic Church, the people Jesus has left on earth with his own authority, you are asking. So, I'll listen. I'll obey. Maybe 
these things are just a little small opportunity. A little test, a little opportunity, just to see. Will you follow me in the small things? Not just the big ones. But will you follow me in the small things? It's an opportunity for love. It's an opportunity for obedience. So, the next time you're thinking, why? Why do this? That is your chance to express love and obedience and humility to God and to the church that he gave the authority to preach and teach in his name. God bless.